0: All right. Uh, good night to you. We're we're coming from the man cave tonight instead of the office uh, uh, because of the intense heat outside and uh, the noisy uh, portable air conditioner in my office. Um, but, uh, you know, we're brought to you tonight by P.F. Chang's, which uh, uh, just last week uh, had the incredible Mongolian beef, which uh, I'm a fan of Mongolian beef, but nobody does it better than P.F. Chang's. Let me tell you that. And those those lettuce wraps we had at our party, I'm saying to die for. Them. Am I not right, gentlemen? <laughs>
1: no, they're
2: they were the hit hit of the VIP. They
0: were a hit. All right, and it'd sure be nice if we could see him at uh, uh, PPG Arena for Penguin game. I'm I'm giving you guys a hint, uh, PF change. You would make my <laughs> my uh, game experience a lot better if if you could open up a. Uh, a little spot uh, in the PPG arena you don't have to just a little hit but uh tonight we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, uh penguin hockey and uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong uh, gentlemen but this was a uh, free agent opening day like we haven't seen in in ages if at all.
2: No, I I agree with you. I mean, I think the Penguins really went dipping into the the free agent pool. They had a lot of cap room to do that, and they came home with uh, a lot of new toys to play with. I mean, I know we'll talk about them individually and go through and and kind of grade them out, but, you know, ultimately the Penguins needed a lot, and they went out and got a lot. Um, They're not done. Uh, I know that uh, they're over uh, the cap limit, at least conceptually right now. They have to get down below that before – you know, the league uh, season starts, but, you know, this this isn't over. They're still, you know, at play for, uh, you know, Eric Carlson or potentially Noah Hannafin on defense, uh, which means they've got to move some some additional cap space off of that. But, you know, to wrangle in a trade before the, the draft, then have the draft that they did, and then couple that with the NFL or the NHL free agency that they had, uh, over uh, the first, the second, and the third is it was a pretty good job by Kyle Dubis.
1: Good, good. I, 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 I think that they um, I'm used to seeing the Penguins sign one or two guys, free agent uh, a you know, free agent opening up, and this year they they you know, signed five guys. Um, they lost their share of men too, but um, I think there was a game plan involved by um Dubis this year. He did a good job of. We'll get into that more, but I think he did a good job of filling in um, some of the spots that were uh, bad for us last year.
0: Well, Joe, I'm going to start with you. We're going to go on a little bit. I don't want to call it a, a quick round because, uh, um, you know, I, I want to hear uh, thorough uh, thoughts. But we're going to take these free agents one at a time and, and catch the thoughts and um, uh, on uh, how Dubas did one by one. Um let's start with the Riley Smith trade. Is he better than, than Zucker?
2: Well, you know, I think they're ultimately the same kind of player on the ice. Um, You know, they're the the guy that can play in the top six on wing uh, can also be that third line guy that adds a spark and and a, and a bit of scoring touch. Um, And Riley Smith is coming off of a cup win in in Las Vegas uh, and doesn't have the, the injury history that, that Zucker does. I think the Penguins could have had Zucker back at the price that he signed it with in Arizona for one year at 5.3. And I I think they just decided to go in a different direction. I think Riley Smith will bring a spark to the team. He'll bring a recent cup uh, energy back to the team and add something to that locker room. They might have been missing on their third line and um, with the potential that he could play up from time to time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, I see them as almost the same kind of player. Um, but, you know, Riley Smith, uh, interests me because, you know, I think that, uh, with his, his recent win and, and, um, his, his penchant for scoring big goals at big times, I think is, would be really helpful to this team. So I'll say Riley Smith by the edge of a nose.
0: All right. Is JT gone? Or are you there, JT?
2: I think he, he dropped. He was having problems on the last call too. So Not let's a just problem. keep rolling. If he dials back in, he dials right. back in.
0: Then it's going to be us. Um noel Asieri. Tell me a little about him.
2: Yeah, so Nola Chari is a guy that um wasn't surprised to see resurface in Pittsburgh. As you'll recall, we had a we had a conversation like this a few months ago, and I, I named a handful of free agents that I thought the, the penguins would target. Nola Chari and Ryan Graves were on that list, and we got both of them, you know. And and Nola is a guy that Uh, kyle dubas was very familiar with he brought him into his organization in toronto um this guy is going to bring a lot of heat he hits everything that moves um you know he just is in in a situation where you know he's he's a guy that i think will uh spark that bottom four which i think the penguins needed last year's bottom floor was four was stale uh they didn't get a lot of scoring they didn't get a lot of energy And, and a guy like achari and matt nieto who they they signed earlier in the day I think we're going to bring that kind of grit back to the third and fourth line and add a little energy down there. So, if you're looking for a guy that you're going to be able to cheer for as a, you know, a, a grinder type of plumber on the ice, I mean, this is a guy that I think fans are going to fall in love with um, and enjoy seeing him, you know, hit, uh, you know, hit guys uh, all over the ice and every now and then chip in a, a, a hard-earned goal.
0: Am I going to buy his jersey? Am I going to be so excited I buy his jersey?
2: I don't know. I mean, I honestly think the best signing that they've had uh, in the offseason so far was was Ryan Graves. Uh, You know, if I were to go out and and pick a new jersey, it might be a Ryan Graves jersey. This is a guy that the Penguins have needed for a while. They lost his his kind of toughness uh, when Brooks Orpik left Um, and they haven't had a guy his size since Hal Gill. You know, and those were and I'm throwing those names out because those are guys that helped them win cups. Yeah, uh, and you've got a guy now that can skate, that can move the puck, who's six foot five, who's young, uh, that's going to be able to play across from Chris Letang, fill in where Brian Dumoulin was, uh, and and kind of remake that um, for the uh, you know for for the for the team. And they just haven't had that in the last couple of years. And and I'm thinking his youth and and that skill is is something that'll plug in and and, and do wonders for them. Uh, right away, and and if laten goes off and is trying to be offensively creative, and you know you got you know you've got Graves playing back, and you know he's he can just fall in that de- defensive defenseman role.
0: Now I've um, I saw him a little bit last year, and and um, certainly he he seemed uh, um, he seemed like a great player. Why would uh, JT? Why would New Jersey let uh, Ryan Graves go? Ah, uh, part of the
1: reason is the Devils were just. One of them teams that were getting up up tight with the uh with the um salary cap, their salary cap issues in New Jersey, they wanted to um, I guess they wanted to bring in some different some different blood from last year. Um, they they are in a unique situation where they were a really good team last year. Um, but, uh, the goalie is the main thing in, in New Jersey, they're trying to free up some space. Um, they're they're, they're hot on that uh, Connor Connor Hallebuck. Uh, that's, that's the rumor in, in New Jersey. They need a, they need a goaltender that can, um, can take them over the edge. They got a, They got a really good team in New Jersey. Um, I think it was just a matter of numbers, um, in, in New Jersey, they have some defensemen there, uh, some young defensemen, um, and Ryan Graves is just a, a guy that outpriced himself in uh, New Jersey.
0: All right. Well, let's, let's go on to the the next guy we got here, Matthew Nieto, um, Joe, tell me a little about him.
2: So Matt Nieto is – he's a fun player to watch. Uh, He's got Stanley Cup experience. The guy flies around the ice. He's going to add speed. He and Acharya are going to add a lot of speed on those bottom bottom, uh, six players. He was also almost lost. Uh, The story on the street is that he was ready to sign with Edmonton and and bring his game there, and they called him and said, hey, you know, we need an hour – and there was another deal that they were working on that took precedent and the Penguins swooped in and, and got him. Now I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm just telling you right now, my read on the whole thing is that Kyle Dubas is doing the right thing by this team there. There wasn't a lot to tweak on the first and second line, but we needed almost an entire overhaul in the third line and bringing a guy like him in, that's going to be able to add speed there, add some talent, adds, you know, Stanley cup experience while also, uh, you know, uh, not a, a potion of youth, uh, you know, down there, but he's not he's not that young anymore, but still a guy that's gonna, you know, be able to to come in and be that energy guy uh with some low minutes as, as he hits the ice.
0: Now, is Lars Eller gonna be as effective as as some of these guys?
2: You know, I hope so, Dave. I mean, Lars Eller was I I hated to see him play against the Penguins uh all of those cup years when he was with the Caps. Uh, he is just a rugged guy. Uh, he look. He's 34 years old. He's 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 beyond his prime, but the role they're asking him to play uh, is one that I think he will do well with. And I think that you know you know you're bringing him in, limiting his minutes, limiting his exposure um, in in many respects. I think will will help. Uh, and I also think you know, frankly, Lars Eller is somebody that will bring leadership to the team. He's the kind of guy that can wear a C or an A uh and and people are going to respect him other teams hate to play against him and as a checking guy you know throwing him out there is going to frustrate other teams i love that addition it was a very affordable it was slick and it even though i don't think it was it was one of the last to be announced i think it was one that was a priority for dubas all right your thoughts on Lars Eller John
1: um I was a little shocked. It was a later later in the uh, day kind of signing by the Penguins. Um, he, he gives them more depth because um, Achari can play um, center and wing. Um, if you add Achari on and you add Eller, you're looking at um, about five, five centers at least with Jeff Carter uh, being one of them, of course. Um, I like the signing. Eller's one of them guys. He just does the dirty work. Um, I thought like the Penguins did a good job overall in bringing in guys that are gritty and just do the dirty, the dirty work, like Achari, uh, Nieto. Um, and I think that Lars Elder, um is another guy that just, you know, does he ain't going to score 20 goals by no means. Actually, pretty much none of these guys are going to score 20 goals that we brought in, um, except for, except for possibly Riley Smith. But the guys he brought in uh, it, it makes a statement that these are the kind of guys that uh, me and Joe used to talk about this before it all started it. You need them guys on the bottom, the bottom six that uh, will do the dirty things. Uh, every time we've won a cup, we've always had them guys um, on the bottom two lines that that do this kind of thing. And I think I think for the price and that, but they got Aller for. Um, I think it's a good signing.
0: Now, JT, my man Alex, does he have a chance? Does he have a chance to be the number two goal?
1: You know what? If you look back at um, Nettle. Uh, Nato Kovic, if you look back at his, um, his career, he had one year where he was exceptional. And I mean, I'm to the, to the point where, um, people were looking at him, in free agency, uh, looking for the tr- trade form. He had a, an excellent season. Um, 1.90 goals against he started like 20, 20 some games that year. Um, he's never found it since then. Um, he's still a guy that, uh, frequently comes up in in trade talks until this year of course he's a free agent but i do think he does have a chance um as much as i i don't think casey dismiss a bad backup by no means but um with, with jari's injury prone and i would not be shocked if the penguins find a way to get um um that some ch- uh, some some starts in that just to um to keep both of these guys on the healthy side. So I, I think he, he has a potential to be a backup. Um, it's, it's, it's
2: Yeah, let me fill in for where JT fell off. He's having technical difficulties tonight. Uh, yeah, so Alex Nedeljkovic is a quad A goalie, right? Like as much as, um, you know, I think the Penguin fans – look, the expectation here is that he can play as a sub in the same way Casey DeSmith is playing as a sub the value of bringing him into the team was that they didn't have that player. And last year we saw two goaltenders go down and the Penguins had nobody, right? Like, and and when you're in that situation, you find yourself over and over again playing guys that shouldn't be up here. We saw that two years ago in the playoffs. and, And there's a, you know, I know we haven't hit the Tristan Jari question yet, but, you know, ultimately, you know, if Jari gets injured again, you'll now have at least two guys two quality subs, you know, DeSmith being one, the Adelkovic being the other, that can step in and play alternate games. Even if it's goalie by committee, who's hot, who isn't, you can move them in and out. He's somebody that can play that way. But the, I think the expectation is they gave him a two-way contract because they expect him to be uh, in the minors and they'll bring him up for spot duty and or in an event that there's an injury, they've got a professional goaltender to fill in as opposed to being so uh, – you know, having a minors that was bereft of – of that kind of talent so it was important to bring in a third guy they got a third guy but i think that's exactly what he is he's a third guy that can the sub in as a second guy in the event of injury
0: now uh, jt would you take mongolian beef or broccoli and chicken at your PF, <laughs> next pf chang
1: I would get uh, bro- i'm a broccoli and chicken guy I've, i think i've eaten chicken every day of my life for the last 30 years so i think i would i would go with the chicken
2: okay uh joe I am a uh, kung pao chicken guy from PF Changs. I do like their their Chang spicy chicken is very very good if you're in that kind of a mood. Uh, but you know I like the Mongolian sauce not just on the beef but Mongolian shrimp. I would I would if if you ever want to throw some some of that that same tangy sauce is on their shrimp. So if if you if you're a shrimp guy I would try the Mongolian shrimp.
0: I can do shrimp. I can do and you're right. I just had Mongolian beef at a at another place I'm not going to mention. And it wasn't even in the ballpark. And the sauce was a huge difference. It was the biggest difference between the two. Um, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I bet you that would be awesome on, on shrimp.
2: Give it a run next time you're there. Give it a run. I will. I swear by it. I will. All right. All right. Now now
0: I'm going to try to focus back on the penguins. It's going to be tough.
2: <laughs> Stomach growling, right? That's
0: right. Uh, now – I, I've been a, a big proponent of we need defensive defensemen in front of goaltenders. I didn't put all the blame on on the goaltenders as many like Ron Cook have done. Um, J.T. Is Will Butcher a guy that's gonna uh, give any help to that problem?
1: No, he's um he's a Will Butcher is an offensive defenseman. Um, he's a guy that. He had a unique, he had a unique background. If if you're really close, you really following the NHL. About five years ago, um, he was the biggest um, free agent signing, uh, college free agent signing. When he, when he he got drafted, then he played his four years out, uh, became a college free agent. And I remember the year that he um he signed with the Devils. It was a big, it was a pretty big college free agent uh, thing. He, he won the Hobie Baker Award in college. Um, very talented offensively. I mean, honestly, if Latang would get hurt tomorrow. He could come in and he could um, he could um, quarterback that first power play unit. And I'd have no issue with it. His issue is he didn't even play in the NHL last year. He played a full season in the AHL for the reason that he has he gets lost in the defensive end. Um, this is a good this is a good signing though for what they got him for. Um, I think it's seven hundred fifty thousand. It's a two way contract just like Metalkovich. Uh, um, I don't think you can go wrong with this signing. Um, If you lose a Latang or or a guy on the top four, um, you can put him out there and he could keep moving the puck for you, but you just got to, you got to you better uh, partner him up with somebody who's a a stay home defenseman, like a graves type defenseman that will, will back him up. But um, it's a unique signing. I, I mean, it's, it may be a sign never even never pans up, but it's a, it's a sign that they it adds a lot of depth, more depth than people give give him credit for in, in this organization.
2: Joe, yeah, I agree with JT. I mean, Will Butcher is definitely an offensive defenseman in, in an era of offensive defensemen. His value to this team will be if Chris Letang gets injured or if they, they need to bring him up because someone else gets injured, and you know, he can play the captain on the second power play. Doesn't have to be the first. He's a guy that's gonna be able to lead a rush, he's a guy that's gonna be able to make passes through the center ice. He's a guy that's going to be able to use his speed and stick handling to get around people and and do things that an offensive defenseman does. But his game and the in the criticism against him in the past has always been he's you're a defenseman and you need to play defense. He's not a Norris trophy guy like Eric Carlson. He's not a Norris trophy guy like, you know, Chris Letang. Uh you know he's a guy that'll cause as much offense as he's going to cause problems in your defensive end. Uh and I love the signing. You know, here's a guy that snuck you know, underneath the, um, you know, the the radar and, and we were able to snatch him up. I think Dubas, you know, should get credit for this one a, among other signings that he's had this week, you know, for, I think, the talent he's brought in at the level he's brought it into, knowing that some of these guys are just safety valves. You turn them on when you need them and um, you turn them off when you don't. And, you know, hopefully the Penguins will find a place for him with the big club uh, when they come out of September. But, you know, this might be a guy that you see every now and then um, you know in a press box and you know, back on the ice when they're trying to spot guys or give guys a rest or you know guys are recovering from injury
0: all right here's the big one the 50 cent question mm-hmm. uh, Joe I, I personally am, am okay with it but the five-year deal good or bad for Tristan Jari
2: Uh, You know, I think the Penguins were backed into a corner here. Um, They weren't able to reach up and get a Connor Hellebuck or a John Gibson or an Ulmark or even a a Carter Hart. They just didn't have the cap room to do it. Um, And or the amount that was requested in return was too rich for their blood. You know, and then everybody else looked exactly like Tristan Jari. you know, and he might be the best of the bunch of those that were left. And so some of those guys signed prior to him during that day um and uh that's okay by me i mean i think that he's you know a two-time all-star goaltender he just can't stay healthy and i think this team has missed having a solid goaltender that can play through the season and through you know the playoffs and 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 perhaps he's got his stuff straightened out i think kyle dubas is smart enough not to have given someone that has a chronic injury a five-year contract my sense is that they probably did a you know, their, um, their homework on him that, you know, the Penguin docs cleared him and said it's not chronic. He just, you know, had a bad injury last year, kept re-injuring it on the ice. And with the long offseason for a change, you know, hopefully that will play well for his health. And, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Smith and, and Nadelkovic can back him up uh, from from time to time. And, you know, I, I can't question the number. You know, $5 million for your starting goaltender is a pretty good price. You know, I think that you know he did a good job there. I think the length there at five times five point two five or five point three five, whatever it came out as, um, might be a little long based on people's concerns about his injury history. That said, you know, stranger things have happened in the NHL, and you know, you need a starting goaltender. And I think that Dubas would not have done this if he didn't believe that Jari was ready. Now it's time for Tristan Jari to hold up his end of the bargain. Kyle Dubis is. He's anted up, and now it's it's up to Tristan Jari to show people that he can actually be that all-star and, and not get hurt every single season.
0: Okay, is this something uh, you're okay with, JT?
1: Yeah, I am. Um, I, I think going into free agency, um, we were all tilt, tilted on that side. I mean, um, if he goes out and gets a guy like Hallabuck, we don't see any of these sign- – a lot of these signings don't happen. Um, the, the, the free up the money he would have needed – um, the kid, the kid's been here. Um, like like Joe said, a two time All Star. Um, he's had some injury issues, but injury issues don't necessarily mean they are going to get hurt every single season. We we've seen that before. where Guys get hurt early in the career and never get hurt again, or or vice versa. They don't get hurt, they get a big contract, and then they get hurt. Um, I, I like him. I, I at that point in free agency, there was like he said, there was nobody um, that you would look at and be like, ah, oh, this goalie's the guy we should get. Um, John Gibson ain't the goalie. Um, some people in Pittsburgh, I know they wanted to see the ball when kid come here, but that, um, he just wasn't, he's not really a great goalie. I mean, being honest, like I said before, he played for Anaheim last year at three, nine, nine goals against. And I don't care who you are. Three, nine, nine is, that's a rough season. That's a bad season. Um, and I, I like, I like him. I mean, I think, Part of the reason he got Nedelkovic, um, hopefully, is if he's trying to to look at the fact that if um, he's got to go with the Smith and Nedelkovic at some point in the year, that you know maybe you get the hot hand with Nedelkovic, who's had he's he's done it in the past, um, had a year where he had the, the numbers like that, It could be a starter. But I think I think for what you got him for, you really can't go wrong. A starting goalie now nowadays is about eight nine million. So. um, no problem with the with the uh, the term. Just the, the years is a little. I'd have been probably a little bit more happy with three or four years, but like Joe said, I don't think Dubis just throws out five years to a guy that has um, some chronic problems. So they must have done some extensive um, extensive tests on him and, and just realized that you know just just some bad luck these last couple of years. And by the way, I didn't get a chance. I got dropped by um, Streamyard a couple times, during this. I want to give Joe some credit. I don't know if you brought it up, but uh, he picked the Ryan Graves signing month before this happened. He did. Um, he said that Ryan Graves was a guy that would fit in Pittsburgh beautifully, and and um, he hit it right on the money. So um, yes, he did. It's.
2: Well, thank you, sir.
1: No, yeah, I, I wanted to say that streamyard right now is having issues with the host, whoever's hosting the uh, podcast, and I've been reading about it. So thought we were past it the other day, but maybe we're good now.
0: Or maybe maybe it was a bee that uh, was it. getting into your stream yard.
1: I don't know. My leg, my leg's getting my legs throbbing right now, so I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it just stays right down there. Because when I was ten years old, I got stung in the uh, face, and my uh, my eyes ended up swollen up, and I couldn't breathe for a while. So let's hope it doesn't happen. Mm.
2: <laughs> well, At least wait. Wait until the podcast is over.
0: You, well, I, I I think I think the draft four one two nation would want us. Would want to see it if it was gonna happen so <laughs> if you could do it if you could do it in the next 10 minutes
1: i'll take one for the team if i could dude but it's right now it's stuck in my ankle so we'll see if it makes its way yeah. up
0: <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you well let me let me ask you i'll start with you uh, joe yep um Grandlin and carter what is what is uh our 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 gm do with them
2: well you know i think that the strangest piece of the free agent uh you know frenzy for me was to hear that the penguins were legitimately in on eric carlson eric carlson norris trophy winner had over 100 points last year as a defenseman and he's on the trading block from san jose um to me the penguins being in on that was surprising because where do you fit 11 million under the cap right knowing they had so many pieces of the puzzle uh to to fit and, you know, Dubis obviously had a plan for it and hasn't written it off moving forward. It sounds to me like this might be someone described it uh, today as sort of like a Jason Zucker signing where it started in the beginning part of the year and the trade finally happened near the deadline. Right. This might be one of those things where, you know, Carlson starts out in San Jose and ends up making his way here. But getting back to your original question about Granlin and Carter, and I will also throw Jeff Petrie onto that, that, into that conversation if that trade was going to happen, one of those guys, if not two of those guys, were going to move. Um, they just needed the cap space. And from what all reports were, you know, it sounds like they were going to have a third team involved where they could unload, uh, you know, some of these contracts uh, and or, you know, share some of that, you know, uh, fiscal responsibility. Even if San Jose were to eat half of that contract, the Penguins still trying to eat six and a half million or about five and a half million dollars of you know, uh, another contract that I, I don't know where they fit. They've got to move that. So I think, you know, they might move one of those guys. I mean, Petrie's 6.5 against the cap, you know, Grandland's 5 million against the cap. You know, one of those guys would have to, to, to move out as part of that. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that we've seen that many signings of centers because of that. I mean, I don't think all these parts are going to be there by the end of the summer. So I, I think that may go. If they stay, they need to produce. You know, I'm sorry, there's no other way to put it. They, they had a year, and neither one of them produced. Granlin, albeit in, in a very short uh, span, he's somebody that he's got to step up and come to play, and I have no idea why he didn't last year. They can say it was a system. It was a bad trade by Hexall, all the other stuff. He's a talented guy, and for the amount that they're paying them, he, they need him to be a top six kind of guy, and right now he's scheduled to be the center on the third or fourth line. Like He might not even play. Like I don't know where they put him. You know, and I guess they, you know, because you still have, you know, the, the top line of, of Crosby, Rackle, and and um and uh you know, Gensel, and then you've got Rust Malkin and likely Riley Smith. So this is you're now paying five and a half million dollars to a guy that's playing, you know, three lines three or four. That ain't good. This guy's gotta produce, he's gotta do something, and that's what I hope happens there. Jeff Carter's beyond his time. I loved Jeff Carter as a player back in the day. I hated to love him when he was in Philly, you know, when he was in in L.A. When he came here, he still had a little bit of game. I think that tread on the tires long worn off. There was a bad contract, a very bad signing, you know, and Dubas did not use the buyout on either one of those guys, nor did he use it on Petrie, you know. So he's there's got to be a plan in there somewhere, and I know Carter's got that weird kind of limited trade clause, no trade clause stuff in his contract. That makes it difficult but the other guys don't you know and i think that they've got to make the best out of what they've got and these guys have got to come to play this year uh not only for themselves but for this team so i'm hoping that they're they're motivated and and last year was an anomaly for both these guys because they're both really good players and in the case of carter you know he can't play third line anymore he's got to be limited in what he does you know a fourth line guy step in win some face-offs you know, give them some time like that, and every now and then chip in a dirty goal, you know, you know, spinning at the end of his career. But look, you got uh, almost 14 million dollars in those three guys that I would love to see off of this team, and you know, we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're gonna need at least one of the or two of those guys to step up out of the group.
0: Now, do you think Gensel, if, if you go after Carlson, Getzel, I would I would think would have to be part of that? With-
2: Possible, you know, in Gensel's case, you know, I think the, the problem the Pens have. Is that I don't think he's signable next year. You know, uh, he might want to give a hometown discount here, and the cap is supposed to go up appreciably next year. That might, if if he's willing to, you know, let the Penguins play with those numbers, so he can finish his career with Crosby. Okay, but you know, he's not making Crosby or Malkin money, or even Latang money. So for him to pass up on his payday, one he's earned, uh, and go somewhere else and do that, I think that's that's in Jake's best interest to do now. Some people will say he's doing it because he's playing on Crosby's line. Uh, sure, but y- you just don't score 40 goals and because you're not good, right? <laughs> and the guy's clearly you know, played that out. He is a real big trade piece, something we've been talking about uh, at Draft412 for a long time. Others in the marketplace have been talking about it too my sense is that he would likely have to go, whether it's for Carlson or Hennepin or somebody like that, you're going to have to move money to, you know, to, to move, to, to place money back with the team. And if you're not going to sign him anyway, then, you know, it's, it's, it might be worth making that move now and getting something for him, except, you know, unless you're going to let him walk at the end of the year and, you know, and get nothing for him. And I don't think this team's in that position. It would be different if we're like, if we're playing, we're going to try to win the cup this year, even with all these signings you know, I'm not sure this cup, this is a cup team. It's not a cup worthy team, right? I think these guys have got to prove that they are. And, you know, do we have one last gasp in us? And if that's the case, all right, they'll take the risk with Gensel, but I haven't seen that yet. You know, and I think Dubas needs to see that on the ice too, between now and the trade deadline. Um, So, you know, we'll see Uh, if not him, they're going to have to part with a first round draft pick next year or the first round draft pick they just took or the first round draft pick they had last year. Uh, as part of the deal, because that's what San Jose wants in return. And, you know, those are things the Penguins are not keen in giving up right now. But if you want something, you got to give something up. So we shall see. I think it's a tough one. I was surprised that they were in on it. I thought Hannafin was more gettable. But, you know, Carlson's hard to pass up on that. I mean, hard to pass up on. i got to just put it, what, it was 111 points last year or whatever it was. I mean, let's see. I, you add this to this team, and, and they might be legitimately within – contention for the cup, not in the top four by any stretch, but still someone that if they won, you would say, all right, well, these guys could be competitive and it was worth the trade, but
0: we'll see. You're you're saying Jake Ensel is no Warren Young.
2: No, Jake Ensel is no Warren, Robbie Brown, neither of those guys. This is a guy that uh, has legitimate NHL talent, Can be a 40 goal scorer, has, and will be a 40 goal scorer again and again and again. So like, there's value in him. And he's playing on a reasonable contract right now, and next year he won't be, unless they plan on using all that extra cap space that's coming their way next year on Jake, which is very viable. You know, I think that the the plan might be to to move him on and get something while they still can.
0: I I was glad I got to have a Warren Young mention in there.
2: Uh, (laughs) Thought you were going to throw Gary Ristling at me next.
0: (laughs) I'll (laughs) say that next. Now, J.P., what does Dubas still have to do? I mean, I, I'm I'm not necessarily convinced that he's done what he has to do defensively. Um, what does he still have to do?
1: I think Dubas did a great job in bringing in depth more than anything right now. He, he shored up our our bottom two lines uh, depth-wise. And to get back to the Carter point, is signing Lars Eller and uh, No I, I There's there's two guys that can play center and add to our center depth where, you know, maybe, maybe that was part of that deal when he was uh, working the Carlson deal all day The you know, uh, maybe someone was going to take a Grandland or, or a Petrie. Um, I really, the more I think about it, and the more Joe just talked me out of it, I, I really wouldn't want an error Carlson. I think um, if you do have a chance to have that extra money next year, I, I'd better re-sign Gensel than have um, two defensemen like Carlson and Latang. Um, I know it's, it's a great back end. I mean, best probably the best defensive core in, in the NHL at that point offensive-wise. But I just don't – I don't see what the move would actually help the Penguins either this year or even in the future uh, bringing on an $11 million uh, man like Eric Carlson and, and losing – if we do – if we would lose a younger uh, forward like Gensel because our, our forwards really aren't – they're deep to the point where I think the third and fourth lines now have some working parts but I think them top six are basically what you what you got right now. I don't think there's anybody else that you're gonna really jump up to the top six. You agree, Joe? I don't think see there's anybody on the third line that you're be like, oh this guy can move up to the second line. And I think the six you named before, uh, Raquel, um, you know, Crosby, Mokin um, Raleigh Smith, Russ, I don't again, so I, I don't think there's really anybody else on the team. Um, that you could really move up into that top six and it would be comfortable for Malkin and the, the
2: only guy on there that could replace Jake is you move Rust back up to replace Jake and you put Granlin across the way with with uh, with Malkin, you know. And, and then, okay, you know, if Granlin plays to his potential, which he did not do in the 20-something games he played last year, then there's a chance, you know, that that deal works again. But, you know, I, I honestly – I don't know. I mean, it's hard to pass up on an Eric Carlson. You'll get scoring from that blue line and rolling him and Latang is a wicked unit. I mean, that is, that is ridiculously good. Both those guys eat up so many minutes.
1: You don't even need a third set of yeah. defensemen at the time. At that
2: point. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, that, that would be crazy fun to watch, but at the expense of Jake Gensel and some of the uh, prospects, you know, that's the decision Kyle's going to have to make if he's serious about it and you know, right now I I don't know. I mean, I know Carolina's another bidder, and there's a third, you know, you know, out there too. But like, there's, we'll see, we'll see. And, and,
1: to, and to get back to your point, Dave, I, I think like he could add another piece on defense, um, whether it be like a Noah Hannafin or um, if he could bring in a uh, just a, another defensive defenseman type um, for like the bottom the bottom pairing. Um, I think Will Butcher was just a guy that like like we talked about if uh, an injury would occur. Uh, to one of our offensive defensemen, he would get called up. But I think we could use more defense, um, maybe another body in defensive room. Um, I, I think basically that what you see with this team, besides possibly moving a Petrie or Granlin, like Joe said, is what you're going to get. I don't think um, there's not much more you could really do with this team um, unless, unless you make a huge, a huge splash. And, and like, like what we talked about, giving up Gensel, number one picks, uh, Owen Pickering giving up uh, Braden Jaeger next year's pick. I mean, um, that's got to be what San Jose is looking at. I mean, San Jose can't just be wanting to dump Carlson and not get a good return. They're, they're looking for like Pickering and Jaeger and, and 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 our draft pick. So, and then again, that's that's the what we've been talking about all off season. Um, I think right now he's walking the, that. He's walking that really nice thing where he's still growing. We're still adding for the future, and uh, the, the team's more competitive than it was last year, I believe. I think if Jari's healthy and uh, these these guys do come in and plug and play down on the bottom six, I think this team is on paper better than they were last year. Uh, the, the problem is our division didn't stop signing players either. So um, even though we may be better than what we were last year, I think our division got better as well.
0: Can Ty Smith be, be effective this year?
2: He can. You know, Ty is someone that has an NHL experience. They're waiting for him to pop to become that guy. P.O. Joseph, people forget about, and they shouldn't. Don't sleep on him. He's someone else. And, I, you know, they, those are also pieces that a San Jose or someone else could be interested in, too. Now, I'm not saying they're the hallmark of any kind of trade, but those are both two young players that could be part of a trade that could move on if you're trading futures, for a guy like Carlson or futures to Calgary for a guy like Hannafin, you know, on, on his way back. So, you know, they will not be the centerpiece of it. That's for sure. There's too much risk for both of them. I think Po Joseph would have shown already if he was going to be the next guy, Uh, but defensemen are tricky. Like sometimes they just take a while, you know, to figure it out. Not everybody's Brian Leach, you know, not everybody's Gary Suter. Like these are, these are guys that, you know, take some time uh to to come in and and it's it's hard to expect somebody that's in their early 20s to be what they are unless they are that superstar and the penguins just don't have that right so i got a bunch of guys in development and you know i think ty smith and and p.o joseph are two guys that could be you know uh ticketed for the nhl longer term just need to prove it on the ice right
0: so what you're saying joe is not everybody's a ron stackhouse
2: Uh, no, I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) That goes back to the seventies, right? That's the, 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 the dump for Mario, you know, trades the stack houses and the Randy Carlisle's and whoever the hell else they had to get out of here. So we wouldn't score to get Mario in here. So, uh, you know, he holds a special place in my heart as does, you know, Dion and the rest of those guys that took one for the, for the Penguins franchise back in the day.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. And Roberto Romano, who, if I'm not mistaken, got sent down because he was playing too well.
2: He was too, playing too well. Yes. Yeah, playing right. too well.
0: <laughs> got to give it to EJ, man. You know, he he did what he had to, and this this franchise is 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 the hallmark of franchises because of those players. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Oh man. And to
1: get back to what we were talking about too. If there was a third team, which I, I think there was a third team, don't be surprised if that third team is. Um, that's who Dubas ain't going to lose uh, track of. It must be a team that needed some – needed some, um, had some salary cap space that could afford to, to bring in like a Greenland and that. So, you know, that's – I mean, you have three teams involved in the trade. We, we've seen this many times too. Them trades take a lot longer because it's you got to got to get two GMs to agree with what you want as well. So three GMs agreeing on everything, it, it this could take a couple of weeks. And, and, and from all – Intents and purposes, um, he hasn't denied that he's No one's denied that the Penguins still aren't in on Carlson. So, never know. We could wake up tomorrow and it could have happened. So,
0: well, it certainly keeps it interesting. But before we go, I, I'm I'm uh, um, I got some time to read this weekend. I'm going to throw throw some things your way. I, I bought some reading material. The Baseball America.
1: Yeah. Next I just week,
0: too. the draft guide. My favorite that says it's college football. I don't know if you guys uh, have ever gotten this, but the Phil Steele.
1: Oh, I got that. That's my, that's my Bible, man. That's my Bible.
0: I'll tell you. He may not have the flowery writing inside because it's like all stats, but that's, that's what I love. And, of that's course, my favorite con- conference, mm-hmm. which uh, I would love Pitt to be part of one day, but it'll never happen. The Big Ten, which has my favorite Big Ten team, the Wolverines of Michigan
2: in a go blue Dave, go blue
0: our number one team. you know did I ever tell you guys before my kids could sing any other song, they could sing "Hail to the Victors at one years old And my wife it irritated her greatly that this is what my children <laughs> chose as the first song to sing
2: yeah. You are a gentleman and a scholar for really it, Mr. Fanoli. Yeah.
0: Anyways, gentlemen, I'm going to plan my next uh, uh, Mongolian shrimp visit uh, tonight, <laughs> now that we're done. Um, thank you. It was it was very informative. Nobody knows the penguins like you two. Um,
2: and it was a very informative evening. Thank you. You got thank it, man. And we'll see you for the Pirates draft. That Dylan Cruz pick. We'll see what happens on that on Sunday. Better,
0: better be Dylan Cruz. It's got to be,
2: man. It's got to be.
0: If it's anybody but, you no, know, the man is is a, a Steven Strasburg. But you know what? Those guys blow out their arms too. And I will take. If you have two generational talents, you take the genera- uh, generational talent that can play every game.
1: So um, you know the per- perfect game. Uh, perfect game website. Came out with their last mock yesterday. It has us taking Max Clark. So that's- I saw that. <laughs> so-
0: you you will see one upset puppy if that is true. But I, I don't.
1: think The whole town will be upset. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I think Max Clark's a future star as well. But uh, we have to wait. You have to wait a minimum of four or five years for that kid. And I'm Dylan Cruz could play here next year if he really if he really um
0: exactly. He- he, he's much he's much closer. And as you as you see, once you brought the kids up, the kids we've been talking about, all of a sudden they don't have any offensive woes anymore and they can come back late in games and the the guys who are getting that are, are the the Gonzalez's, the the uh, davises uh even triolo has is, is hit well up here so you need to get somebody who can come and and make this team a contender in the next uh, uh 12 to 24 months but nonetheless this is uh this is hockey talk we'll get back to that we will talk baseball uh uh next week yes uh, Yeah
1: us Probably Monday we'll set up a um we'll set up a big podcast Monday um so everybody listening to this Monday will be a big pirate podcast we'll go over the draft how they did um and we'll talk we'll t- we'll talk more about you know with the decision that they made on the first pick I'm hoping it's just an easy one hey they got Dylan Cruz but they go elsewhere I mean we could talk about why they did it and I mean we know why they'll do it but
0: well, and, it, and and I hopefully we won't hear any they're cheap. They have the most money to spend out of out of anybody in the draft. And um one thing about Neil Huntington, he's never uh he's never cheaped out on, on draft picks. If he if he didn't spend for a number one as much, they spent on the back end. They've always spent all their money.
1: I mean not um, Bob nutting. Well, not
0: yeah. Who'd I say?
1: You said no Huntington. Neil Huntington. What <laughs>
0: the hell am I talking
1: about?
2: Man, you're you're to taking us back to nightmares, man. Oh
0: yeah. man. You're taking us back to that
1: that Chris Archer trade,
0: man. I've got to tell you one thing. Uh, uh, You know, I was in a pirate uh, caravan event. And I had to go to the bathroom. And who saunters up next to me in the next urinal but David Littlefield. Jabbering about uh, this trade and that trade left and right. And, uh, you know, nice guy. Not probably the place I wanted to meet David Littlefield but let me tell you, he was talking about trades that he doesn't want to be known for. Um, well, that's that's my little bathroom uh, trivia of the day. Um, if you want to talk about uh, uh, bigger nightmares than Neil Huntington, a guy who picks somebody number one in the draft and says he's going to make a hell of a number three pitcher one day, uh, uh, which uh, Bullington eventually did in Japan. Um, not here, but anyways, I digress. I, I have no other, uh, no other stories about famous people I've I've uh, been next to in a urinal.
2: Um, <laughs> well, thank God.
1: <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for hosting the night. And like I said, look
0: at, look at JT trying to, you know, trying to uh, get me to not talk about urinals. About Probably water. a good
2: thing for ratings. Probably a good thing. I know. <laughs> no. no problem, guys. I, feel like um, I
1: all right. Have a have a good one, guys.
2: All right, guys. Right, take care. We'll see ya.